Today's podcast and the following message are brought to you by FlickFusion. From automated value proposition videos to live streaming walk-around videos and video emails, FlickFusion has everything you need to provide the most comprehensive and personalized online video user experience. Technology has changed, and so should the way you communicate with your prospects and customers. At FlickFusion, we leverage the most powerful video technologies to create the most personalized online experience. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash flick. Let's get into that. So you just bought a car like a few months ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, what did you buy? I, I got a Lexus uh, GS350, which will be uh, the fourth or fifth Lexus GS that I've, I've owned. So I, I definitely have a, a type of car that I, I like. And I, I laugh because uh, we can actually talk about two purchases if we really needed to. I wanted to replace my old car uh, about nine months ago. Okay. Which also was a GS. It, which also was a GS. Great car. Yeah, awesome I car. Love, absolutely love it. Uh, plug for Lexus. So. Uh, but I, it took me about six months. I'm really particular about the, what I look for in a, in a car, especially already have honed in on that model. Like mm-hmm. I knew what options and stuff I wanted. So it took me about six months to find the car. Uh, I bought it. I didn't even have a chance to put the new license plates on it before I got rear-ended and the car was totaled. And I was like, oh, two thoughts in my, went through my mind right when it happened. I looked in my rear mirror and I'm like, Okay, the this car's is happening. Yeah, this is this is gonna happen. You can't do anything to stop it. And once there's that impact, my second thought was, oh my God, it's gonna take me. I'll another, never get another car exactly. again. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, God, it's terrible. It's gonna take me another six months to look for it. So then that started this like hectic two-month process of trying to find a, a replacement. Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. And welcome to this episode of the Autoconverse podcast, where we explore people, ideas, and technologies that influence how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi. Thank you for tuning in. Today is Friday, January 10th. And in our previous episode just yesterday, I played a couple sound bites from conversations I had had earlier in the week on our newly launched Auto Shopper Experience program. One soundbite featured a clip from Lori in Chicago, who had a very serious warranty replacement issue. And the other soundbite featured a clip of Sherry in Nashville, who is actively shopping for a pre-owned Camry. And the two conversations took place, as I had mentioned, on our newly launched Auto Shopper Experience program. And you'll be able to, you'll be able to hear those entire conversations uh, here on the podcast uh, very, very soon. Now, the new program is one of six different auto retail marketing webcasts that we conduct each month. And if you aren't familiar with those, then I'll let you know more about them at the end of this episode. But you can head on over to autoconversion.net and look for auto retail under the webcast menu. The relaunched Auto Shopper Experience program will feature real-world automotive consumers on the webcast to share their experiences doing business with auto retailers. And then we'll feature those conversations here on the Auto Converse podcast. 
Now, the idea for this actually came from an episode of the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show back in November, where my guest that week was a distant friend who had reached out to me about his recent vehicle purchase, which is what is being featured here on this episode. So let me explain. John reaches out to me, says, Ryan, hey, I know you you're do things in the car business, and I just had a pretty unique vehicle pur- like purchase experience, and if it helped you out, I'd be happy to... Um, you know, tell you about it. So I was like, well, well, fill me in. So he says, well, I had just bought this Lexus, a GS, and I love the car. And I'd had it for like, I think he said two, like a month, month or two. He just got it pre-owned and someone rear ends him and told us the car. So now he has to get a new car and he wanted the same car. Well, the more specific you get on the type of car that you want, uh, with a pre-owned vehicle, the more narrow your options become. So he started doing a ton of research and his mile radius, he's based here in Chicago where I am, his mile radius kept increasing and increasing. Said he narrowed it down to about 12 cars. And the one that he wanted was with a dealer in Miami, Florida. So that began the process of researching the dealership and he had found the dealer on eBay. So long and short of it is he ended up purchasing the vehicle, but what's, what's, Special about this is the entire process, the communication process was done entirely through text messaging. In fact, he says he didn't even talk to anybody at the dealership until the actual day of the transaction and the delivery when he got on the phone with the person he had been communicating with. So here's my conversation with John. I'm giving you the whole thing. He's a fun person. We had an awesome just lighthearted conversation that at times is pretty entertaining because John's a pretty entertaining guy. So I'm pretty much including the entire conversation for you to enjoy here on this episode. Uh, take some notes. You could learn a lot. And, um, and then I'll come back at the end after the conversation. Enjoy. So this all occurred nine months ago. Yeah, the the original the first purchase yeah it was nine months ago. The f- oh, the first purchase. Then was. yeah, that, that was when it started. Okay. So I started looking for about nine months ago. I started the search. Okay. Six months ago or six months it took. Bought the car. And then less than a month later, yeah. it's and wrecked. Then it was wrecked. Yeah. The first purchase. Yeah. Traditional local dealer. What was that? You know, it was uh, it was a pretty straightforward not not a dealer purchase. Um, I look through Craigslist. I wasn't under pressure at all too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had my other cars, so I, I took my time looking for it. Uh, looked through Craigslist, looked through all the, I must've downloaded two or three apps. I think looked through dealer stock and, you know, just happened to come upon a car that was at a, a decent price and uh, low miles, you know, fit the budget, everything else like that. Met the guy. Uh, he was the, I think he was the first owner. Seemed really meticulous. Check out the car. Everything looked good. Went ahead and purchased it, right? Okay. Uh, then that car unfortunately got uh, got destroyed, um, and then I went. To so the it, was totaled, it was totaled from being totaled from being. Were you still like you it were? It was yeah. I was. So what happened was, uh, you know, five six o'clock traffic, right? Came over a hill. Uh, all of a sudden, traffic came to a dead stop. I slammed on my brakes. I had to have stopped maybe six inches. Uh, behind the car. In front okay. Of me. And I'm like, so instinctively you're looking behind you. Exactly. Look behind now me. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, a Jeep just barreled down on me going full speed. It had to have hit me going 40, 45 miles an hour. A Wrangler. 
Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So he was breaking and yeah. still hit you at that speed. She, no, I, I don't, I don't think she was breaking. I think she hit me going full. Speed. Like she never had time. Yeah. It, it actually hit me so hard that the, um, I plowed into the car in front of me, which then hit the car in front of it, in front of it. There were five cars that I ended up knocking into. So wow. yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Car was totaled. Uh, my, my back, I, I've been going to go to the chiropractor, just all kinds of, all kinds of fun stuff yeah. that happened from that. Yeah. Ugh. But again, my biggest worry. Right. Now I have to find another You're like, car. I'm alive. Yeah. And now I got to find another car. Exactly. And, and, and you had, now it was more urgent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, the, the clock starts ticking and that I, like anybody, I hate to make a decision under, under pressure. Right? And, and I forgot to, I guess, uh, provide the context of what, you know, everyone buys cars. I mean, there's 60 million, almost 60 million a year uh, is, is what John, John's purchase was done hundred percent electronically yeah. with a dealer, even out of state. So yeah. that's why we're talking about this. Yeah, so and, and, let, and I think you had, you had shot me an email, uh, one of, one of your marketing emails. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I should connect with Ryan because I, I had that thought where I'm like, you know, I did this entire purchase. The one that I finally bought was without ever talking to anybody over the phone. And I thought it was really interesting because, um, so we're total tech is a division of a larger company. And one of our other very large divisions, uh, total med, their whole approach is to make it as easy as possible for our travel nurses to do business with us, to find job opportunities, link them up, everything else like that. And I thought that it kind of resonated with me that we've changed some of our business model there. And I'm like, I'm doing that right now. Like I actively was avoiding phone calls from dealers. I, I called on, I must've downloaded every single auto related app. You know, I mean, from everything auto, something, something mm-hmm. to car back to whatever. And I had, I had to look at a thousand different cars and made calls on, you know, to the dealerships on these and, the one that I ended up, I, I would get calls back from dealers uh, and they were just very shady. Let me ask yeah. you, you called dealers. Mm-hmm. Did you fill out any forms with your contact information? I did. And I specifically created a Google voice number. Okay. <laughs> just because just I for like, that. I know it's going to be a deluge of, of calls that are going to come in. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I did. I, I sent over because I, I knew I had to make the purchase quickly. You know, so I wanted to make sure I was... And all the contact info, I'd be able to go through that and yeah, get, get everything I needed. So um, the one that I ended up, the, the actual one that made it out of everything, uh, I ended up finding the car on eBay. Uh, it was listed on there through a dealership. And the dealer was actually located, I believe, in Florida. Okay. Um, you never heard of them, obviously. Never, no reference point. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be totally honest too. Again, great experience. I'm happy this is, but like the, the name of the car dealer was uh, not very re- <laughs> reputation inspiring. Right? Okay. Uh, and it didn't was, give you a warm fuzzy. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And, um, but there were some things that overcame that, right? There was in the listing, there had to have been 50 pictures of the car. So I, I really, I got a feeling like all of the different, you know, every single scratch or if there was any scuff mark or anything else like that, like was zoomed in on, they were very explicit about it. 
um, it was very easy to see the, they were full color HD pictures. You know, I, I felt like I was seeing the entire car there. This is all on eBay. All on eBay. No all interaction eBay. at this point. No. You're just, you're just looking. Correct. The yeah. virtual, in your mind, is that a virtual test drive at that point? That, that's what I, it felt like. Yeah. And, and they had, um, you know, there was a, a sequence to the pictures too, where, you know, from the front to quarter panel side all the way around. So it was like, as I was going through those pictures, like okay. I was walking around the car, Okay. Uh, both the exterior and the interior as well. Do you think if it was just pictures randomly scattered about, it would have taken away from that virtual experience? You mean like the, uh, the Craigslist and Facebook? Yeah. Or smattering all over. Okay. Yeah. So you felt like you were in an experience, like someone took the time to make yeah. sure that there that there was an experience there absolutely okay yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. huge and, and it was again it was laid out just like i was i would have been walking around the car mm -hmm. uh, from the exterior and along that that uh i guess visual journey right um there was a, a particular small scuff mark but there was a zoom in of that scuff mark so it, it it was nice because i didn't feel like on any of the pictures something was being hidden right so it was like i would be walking around and okay so that built so the the presentation and the transparency it sounds like uh, yeah. gave you did establish a sense of trust Tr transparency a hundred percent yeah okay yeah and, and you then, could see that through the photos yeah what yeah. about in things like the descriptions and do you Des recall anything description there? was uh it was pretty straightforward and, and i wasn't looking again also i knew exactly what model what like i knew everything about that particular type of car model everything else like that so i didn't need a breakdown of the features i knew the um it had the f sport package so i was aware of what types of features were optional everything else like that so i didn't need a big breakdown but what i did like was um it was a pretty straightforward i think it was a couple sentences um and basically said you know cars well kept and you know here's all of the photos mm -hmm. please feel free to ask any questions all right so from the get-go from the start the photos gave you an experience that, that gave you that sense of trust. What was your, yeah. at that point, did, were you thinking, I'd like to get this car? I, it's actually interesting because I, I ended up looking at that car and then going away from it for a couple of days. And I ended up looking at some other stuff and, and there was a back and forth where uh, I wasn't sure what, exactly what exterior color I wanted. I was wavering between a black and a, and a dark gray. Mm -hmm. This one was fit. Uh, it, it, it checked all the all the marks for what I was looking for, but I, I still was I had that concern about buyer's remorse, right? Like, oh, this this looks really good. I don't want to jump into it and you know, kind of walked walked away for a bit and then came back to it. Okay, so so let's go into your next steps. Once yeah. you got to that point, we're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna inquire. Sure. What sure. Did, what was that like? Well, and I don't know why this YouTube video like it's showing on my computer. Yeah. Which is on the Wi-Fi, which, as you can see, isn't a great signal. But sure. hopefully this is streaming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can it's, see it streaming here. I just can't see it on my phone. I mean, this is probably some of my best dialogue ever. So if this is not streaming, I'm going to be upset. Hopefully we're recording. <laughs> it's <or> being <laughs> recorded in two places. <laughs> okay, good. So yeah. um, it, I find it ironic. So, you know, I just mentioned I'm here at John Anderson's uh, new company headquarters for Total Tech mm -hmm. in Schaumburg. And I mean, there's not even furniture here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've, I think we have 100% of the chairs. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess there's yeah. furniture right yeah. here. We're, we're, we're literally moving in. Like, I think our first official day is going to be like Monday. So yeah, there's still, 
Moving so we, we tried to we're set we're setting up and i said <laughs> um is there internet here and it turns out there's not so uh yeah. i managed to get my xfinity hotspot working versus yeah. my mobile hotspot yeah. but i mean look here it's not yeah. strong signal yeah, it's not, not too strong but anyway so, so it's being recorded yeah and we're at the bottom of the hour. Typically, I, I start winding the show up, but mm. um, but this is good stuff. You know, this is the type of stuff that uh, dealers need to hear. Yeah. They need to. Uh, one thing I think that dealers are accused of, and probably rightfully so, is they're trying to move metal. They're trying mm. to maintain profits mm. and margins. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're trying to do. And th- a lot of people would say, "Oh, the the customer experience, which is." Uh, just a word and it's a bunch of rhetoric, right? Mm-hmm. Got to create this great customer experience is kind of like, I'll, I'm only doing that because I have to. Right. I'm not saying that's right. how all dealers right. think. Right. But what I'm saying is dealers have to put themselves in your shoes and these little nuances, the presentation of the cars, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and, and the, the di- transparency. The, the, the next big thing that I looked at too was reviews. Okay. Right? Like I, the like dealer reviews. That was the thing. Even though the dealer didn't, even though the dealer had a really good presentation on the car, they didn't have that great of a presentation on themselves. Okay. But the first thing I did after I went, oh, this this is interesting. I'm going to check this out. Was look at their eBay rating. Okay. And not even just look at the rating, but then also click on that and read the reviews because I I'm, I typically will research something before I buy. My wife will say that I go off the rails and will sometimes go too deep into research, but one of the things I've noticed too is you can have fake reviews or bad reviews or somebody like blatantly just, they didn't understand what was going on and it was their fault that they had mm-hmm. a bad experience. So I started reading through the reviews. I also looked at what the other inventory was that they had listed on eBay right at that time too, because I wanted to make sure they were like an active and all of those things matched up. I read through the reviews, they looked good. I can contrast that with, there was another dealership that had almost the exact same car lower miles and it was a cheaper price and I had nothing but a terrible experience with them. And when I read the reviews, the one thing that I saw, and I believe the reviews were on, uh, I think it was on auto trader. I'll, I'll have to double check on that. But when I read through the reviews, there were consistent themes through there about, Hey, the dealer will increase the price very highly here. And, and I noticed that I was prepared for that before I contacted that particular dealer and they did follow suit with that so again it gave credibility to the reviews too absolutely it's not a no i mean uh the idea of online reviews is has has now become standard practice yeah but this the auto industry spent 10 years uh educating and conditioning dealers to understanding the importance oh, of those huge. reviews yeah like i won't even so you're buy. really validating yeah the, the role that those play yeah. what i'm curious about is had you visited the dealer's website at the, by this time or is this as your experience with that dealer so far all been limited to ebay yeah at, at, at this point um it was and in fact the only thing and, and i see this in my industry too the only thing that i did from a website standpoint was literally like pop in the name of the company and com just to see if it was a legit website they mm-hmm. had no which was interesting the one that i purchased from had no inventory on their website most of the dealerships that i went to did have all of their detailed listings and everything else. And I like the fact that with the other dealerships, I could go to their website and nine times out of 10, I could get the free Carfax on their website. Mm -hmm. So that again, like I get it. I'm, you know, I I would want to be driven to that website and there's traffic there. That was a positive for me. 
But this dealer did not have inventory on his website. So again, it was odd. It, it was it was odd, and it was a red flag to me. Not not like a showstopper, but I went okay. That's where again I went back to the reviews, and then saw they did have their inventory listed on eBay at that time. Now you had just mentioned Carfax. Did mm-hmm. you yeah. get a Carfax on that vehicle on eBay? I got a yes, and you know what? I I, I take that back. Um, I got a copy of the Carfax sent to me from the dealer. Okay, because I, I you didn't have to pay for it, did you? No. Okay. No. Would you? Um, I did actually. I ended up so I got the Carfax from him, and again, it was to look over to see if there were any major, uh, major accidents, anything else like that. Carfax looked good, and then once, right before I, I made the final like, yes, this is what we're going to do. We negotiated price and everything else like that. I went, all right, let me just go ahead and pull because he had sent me a, a copy of it. Um, I want to make sure we get you in the mic, sure enough. Uh, he had sent me a copy of it, and I just wanted to make sure again make sure it was legit. So I went to Carfax. I paid the $40. Or you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I pulled one direct from Carfax and went, all right, this looks, this looks good. So you actually were concerned that you might've got a fake Carfax from the dealer? Yeah. And, and it had nothing to do with the dealer. It was just one of those things like, you know, my, uh, one of my close friends is, has bought and sold hundreds of cars. Uh, and he was like, why wouldn't you spend 40 bucks to ensure your, you know, $40,000 purchase. And I'm like, that's hard to argue. I could see that. I mean, when you yeah. buy a home, you, you pay hundreds for inspections and stuff, yeah. but with cars, you're not going to pay $40 for every car you're thinking about. And, and that's yeah. maybe one. Right. 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 And, and there was but that's why they're buy. free. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. consumer shouldn't have to pay right. for that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we're on eBay. You've looked at the virtual test drive. Sure. You've looked at reviews. Yeah. You've, you've done the Carfax. You're liking this. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I want this yep. car. Yeah. I like the dealer. Yeah. It's in Florida. Yeah. What's going through your mind? Well, so the Florida, I, I mean, that part I was like, okay, it's out of state. So the next thing I looked at just so that I wasn't surprised by anything was, you know, I Googled uh, how the out of state taxes would work and if there was any, and then literally I also Googled like, you know, top things to be aware of if you're buying a car out of state, right? Just again, risk averse and, uh, so I, I, I looked at all that stuff. I felt I was pretty well prepared and, um, I did like the fact that on the listing, it said, feel free to call or text. Right. And at this point in the search, I had been so burned out. I talked to a couple other, a couple other dealers and just felt that I was getting untrustworthy salespeople that were not consistent with what they were saying, you know, the standard scam stuff like oh you call in the car oh sorry we just oh i got somebody who's looking at this and you know right now and you gotta you gotta give us a deposit or whatever and i'm like okay so i was so burned out and i had such fatigue around talking to dealerships that the fact that i could just shoot a text message off just to get a quick answer was really appealing to me so i and up to this point you had no interaction no interaction so this could all this could all um this could all blow up yeah. blow up yeah. as far as you know yeah. in fact you're you sound pretty skeptical you're thinking oh, yeah. Yeah. you know this- i'm going in this like well because here's the other thing that's going on in my mind right like if there is something that happens with this and i talk to anybody and they're like well did you talk to dealer? like no i bought it all online and never talked to him <laughs> like you know i i don't want to run into that so uh i i end up i shot a text message over uh to the dealer and i just said hey i'm, I'm interested in the you know here's the listing and uh interested in it is it still available um, yeah, it was still available and we just communicated from there completely through text messaging. 
the other thing too is as you know because it was so hard to get this scheduled and locked down um, i am very busy so the fact that i could send a text and then be in a meeting or something for two hours and then that was useful for you huge that was huge Um, and we know it takes you hours to get back on a text (laughs) (laughs) sometimes even days if if i remember yeah yeah i'm like hello yeah yeah well again too that's why it took so long to find the you know, or to, to, to finalize the purchase, right? Because I was trying to do Because you're the only one busy in this world today. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm the only, only one. Yeah. Uh, no, but, you know, having multiple, and I think at the core of it, right, having multiple channels to be able to communicate, right? And it's not a, in being in sales, you know, we always get told uh, to try to get in front of the customer, to try to get them on the phone, like that's the best chance you'll have to close a deal. But I, I think that today's, uh, with, so many ways to communicate through today's technology. It's actually the opposite. Like, yeah, I, I do think that there were other channels that could have been used, but for the convenience factor, that's where I love the, the ability to text. So I shot. You're not a millennial. No, you're, no. You're, I, I we're, think we're, technically I'm right. Yeah. Like a year. I was born in 81. So um, <laughs> studies indicate that millennials uh, prefer text messaging yeah it's a it's a very familiar medium for them yeah and tomorrow i'm conducting a a panel discussion with call source now you might not know call source but they're uh they're uh you know for lack of a better phrase call tracking company they provide uh you know phone services if you will calling Mm -hmm. services uh for mostly for dealers and they have a new study that that's coming out we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. The reason I brought it up is uh, we just uh, released some information from uh, one of our interviews with them talking about that. Their analytics have the data that shows that that customers more and more are preferring text message communications over the phone. I'm not surprised by that. Um, It's funny talking about this because it makes me feel like a traditional old school uh, (laughs) car buyer. Really, I want to go to their website. I want to get on the phone and talk with somebody. Sure, that's just sure. me. Sure, um, maybe that'll change on my next purchase. But no, I'm very. I want that person. Well, I think that's a. And again, going back to um, how we've how we've adapted our business on the total net side, um, the majority of the the people, as far as I understand, the majority of our uh, of our travel nurses are in that millennial uh, period. And we actually track um, for our recruiting staff and, and how often we're, we're touching these potential candidates, text messages, LinkedIn messages, that's all tracked. Um, and those are, I think they're looked at as just as effective forms of communication um, with our, uh, our recruiters as traditional like phone call, did you call them and get a message? And, and we try to build our entire, we've got a lot of our clients too, who are altering the ways that they work with their customers you know, making it so that can you make it as easy as possible for your clients to buy from you? And a lot of times it's shaking up those old archetypes of, you know, you have to be on the phone, like send over a, send over a quote and, you know, this whole rigorous mm-hmm. process, right? I, I, I think, and, and it didn't occur to me until I went through this process and I was done and I'm like, I never even called them. And as I think back on- So it's not like you were avoiding it. Correct. It's just correct. You, when you you initiated contact through text because right. it said call or text. Yeah. So you did and that. They were responsive that way. Yeah. 
that was the thing. When it's convenient knew, for you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yep. And and they they had no problem, uh, you know, an, an old sales uh, rule that I heard uh, was to adapt to whatever the preferred method of communication is for your client. Sure. Right. And that's what they did with me. Yeah. I mean, they they were responsive through text messages. They they also too what helped build trust and credibility was the the people that I were interacting with did what they said they would. Mm-hmm. So it was like, hey, I'll get back to you by the end of the day with this. And even if they got back at the end of the day and it was, hey, I'm still waiting on this answer, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be in touch tomorrow. So two questions mm-hmm. in the text communications, was there a person, an identified person that you were talking with, or was yes. it just? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that yeah. so it was a single person. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was again more more trust too because it was always uh, uh, Paula was her name. Paula, you did a great job if you're listening out there. Paula. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. And what was the volume of interaction and over what period of time? Um, I would say for, it was about a week and a half um, from initial connection to when my bank had sent over the, the, uh, the cashier's check or, or whatever to them. So about a week and a half, and it was multiple times a day. I would say probably four or five messages back and forth uh, throughout the day, you know, dur- during that day. Okay. So and, a, a daily basis. and it, you never felt like I need to get on the phone with this person. That no. was just working. Yeah. Fun. You know, it was all of the, the message, whatever questions that I would have asked over the phone, I literally was like getting those answers to the, um, and, and so I would think too, like that's a pretty efficient use of their time too. You know, they're not sitting on the phone with me for what five conversations a day. Or right. Hello. How are you today? Oh, good. Right. What's going on? What's yeah. the weather like? And then yeah. it's like three minutes to end the conversation. Yeah. 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 No, I can see that. And, and the nice thing too was when I um, once we had so we had finalized everything, and then I had a question about uh, when the car was going to get delivered. And it was nice that when I, I did actually call and say, hey, is, you know, when, when is the information going to uh, come of when it's going to get shipped and stuff like that? It was Paula who answered the phone on the phone number that, you know, I had been texting with and we'd already closed the deal and everything. And I, it was just another like, okay, good. That, that, that made me feel better that it was the same person. So. Okay, let's take a pause here because this next segment is really key. John's about to talk about the signing process of the documents. Now, remember, he's in Chicago. The dealer's in Miami. And what the dealer does is sends an email attaching all the documents, expecting John to print them, sign them, and fax them back. Now, I don't know about you, but I have to go to my local FedEx if I want to actually send a fax somewhere. Normally what I do is I use an app on my phone called Genius Scan. I take a photo and then it, it, I'm allowed to, I can email it. It looks exactly like a fax at that point. Um, but what John does, remember, he works for a tech consulting firm, Total Tech. So what John does is converts the documents into electronic form using DocuSign and signs everything uh, electronically using DocuSign, which I think makes a lot of sense. Why the dealer didn't think of this, maybe they don't do uh, long distance or cross-state uh, transactions like this, but um, this is a cool part of the segment and, and definitely a really good takeaway on how to conduct a transaction like this uh, when you're not meeting face-to-face. So you did end up talking with her All after, after the, deal, the deal was closed. The deal so was closed, how did yeah. the transaction occur? Um, you know what? It was through 
we switched a uh, mode of communication for all any documents that needed to get signed uh, to email. And so it was a uh, same again, same person who was emailing me back and forth. And if I had questions on the email that was sent to me, it was a quicker response that I got through text message. So I shot her a text message and she responded right away. Um, so we actually, they sent over all of, there were probably five or six documents that I signed, you know, bill of sale and um, odometer. Um, so you had to print them all out? No, you know what? So I actually used uh, DocuSign. And so I received all the documents from them in PDF form. Okay. And then I put them, I, I've got a total tech uses uh, DocuSign and I put them into DocuSign because I could sign it right from my phone. And Okay. So hold yeah. on. They sent you the attachments Correct. in PDF with the expectation that you would print them out. Probably. And, I would assume and that was fax them back. Or yeah, yeah. Or email them or something. But you yeah. put them in DocuSign. Yeah. I, I put them in DocuSign. And honestly, it was because I got convenience, right? I already have my signature saved in DocuSign. I didn't have to like take a picture of it and whatever else. I knew I could put it in DocuSign, put my information in, put my signature on there, send it, just add them as a recipient. They went on, signed. We both had a copy of it. Good to go. Did you find that annoying that you had to put it in DocuSign? Um, You know what? I No, but that's only because with my role in the company of being in business development, I do that with all my clients. I'm used to doing it. I can do it. Had I received it through DocuSign, that would have been awesome. Okay. You would have, it, you would have liked oh, 100%. it. Oh, hundred percent. One thing I'm, email bugs me in general, okay. which makes me a hypocrite because I send so much out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but I mean, there's a time and a place for email. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that's, I think you the nail on that. Right? There's a time and a place for it. Yes. We didn't use it until it was, now we need to transfer documents. documents. Exactly. Yeah. But technically, so I, I find that annoying is mm-hmm. to have to, uh, you know, download attachments, mm-hmm. uh, open them, let alone print them. Yeah, I find that annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, you know, something like DocuSign. And if, if the dealer had set up a DocuSign, you might not have even needed email. They could, you oh could, you God, could have done all oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So, and, it, and it could have been really easy with like what it, it that, that would have been awesome. And that's the whole reason. Again, looking at it from my perspective, from total total text perspective, and how we interact with our clients, we got DocuSign simply because it makes it easier for our client to execute on a contract. Sure. So yeah, yeah. It, it's very very convenient. Something that didn't come up that now I'm thinking about yeah. is, and if you don't mind answering, is the financing. Did you yeah. did you finance the car? I did. Yeah. Okay. Did yeah. through the dealer or through your own no, lender? Through uh, through my my own lender. I, I'm a member of a credit union, so. I knew, I already knew, especially because <laughs> I had to go through this a couple of months before with right. the car that got wrecked. Um, I knew what the rates were going to be and everything else like that. So. so the financing had to get proved on the car that you're buying. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you had a separate process with your credit union. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to save that for another show. Okay. Perfect. Because that's an important <laughs> part of the process. It, it was. It was. It, it's something that could have caused a lot of problems. Yeah. But we'll table that because we're going on an hour, which okay. it's which you know I don't like to do that for everybody's sake. But I'm such a so great busy. Mess. You are great. Yes, this is yeah, good. Come on. <laughs> um, but it's such a, a important part of the process. Uh, I was at the Car Gurus conference two weeks ago in Boston. I had mentioned, yeah. and uh, I was running a panel there on auto retailing. So we had uh, we had um, uh, someone from Car from Carvana. 
Okay. But it's someone from uh, companies you wouldn't have heard of that are in the industry. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Roadster? No. See, I wouldn't think so because they're not a consumer-facing company. Uh, but in that panel, we talked about a recent study by car gurus, and they broke down the buy, the the shopping and buying process. So you had the virtual, you had the test drive, sure. either virtual or in person, sure. uh, financing, uh, aftermarket products, which probably don't apply as much in your case, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe warranties and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but when you buy a new car, there's there's a lot of after, you know a lot of finance warranty type stuff you, right, you want right. to think about. Stuff, yeah. uh, there's um, then there's the actual transaction itself, mm-hmm. the trade in. That did not apply in this case. You didn't have a car to trade yeah, in. Yeah, my, my car was at the junk yeah. here. So, <laughs> you know, to be, to be fair, yeah. it, those are you know, there's five distinct aspects to the sale, yeah. and two of them had nothing to do with the dealer. Yeah. So a lot of breakdown yeah. points that can happen if you think about this sure. between uh, the buyer, the right. you and the dealer. Two of them were were not part of this dealer process. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, I mean, this is this is just. This is really insightful. Before I kind of wrap, wrap up here, mm-hmm. is there anything else you think is noteworthy that that went into this experience? Um, you know, up until the car got delivered, you know, you still have that little worry, like, is it going <laughs> to show up with like three wheels or something? Or, you know, are all the doors going to be out? But no, Worst it, case scenario. Right, right. It, it ended up, uh, it ended up very well. It was, it was nice because it also showed me why I selected the dealer that I did because of how they changed their mode of communication for me and how relatively smooth the process was. And there was that trust factor. It, what was impactful to me was because my clients will ask me um, how they can be more relevant, more timely, more effective with their clients too. When we're putting together, I mean, we, we put together uh platforms like this for our, our clients too. So mm-hmm. it's something that I know I'm going to keep in mind as I sit down and have that conversation with them about what are those, you know, to, to your point, what are those point, the points in the process where it could have gone sideways, you know, where, where sure. it could have broken down. Or where you would have to interact. I mean, yeah. with the, with the financing side, did, did you have to get on the phone with the credit union or did, was that all no, electronic? You, you know what? It's great because uh, I've had a number of loans with the, with that credit union and it, I literally just go back into my email and I find the last email, you know, from a year ago or whatever else and reply back to it and go, Hey, I need a new loan. Here's the VIN and you know, you've got all my information there and everything, same thing is all through, uh, through electronic. Um, so it's, it's nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I know we're going to table that. So. Yeah, I mean, we could, yeah, I mean, you've kind of we've we've uh, identified it wasn't part of the dealer process, but it right. was still an all digital process for you it, it was, with a, yeah. with a credit union who you have an existing relationship with. Yes. A lot yeah. of times, the dealer's doing the financing, and so yeah. that you know that does get into the process. Right. Well, John, this is awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing all yeah, this. Yeah, I appreciate you and inviting me uh, on the show. It's good, good, good to catch up too. <laughs> Absolutely, John Anderson from Total Tech. We're here in. Schaumburg, Illinois at Total Tech's brand new headquarters. <laughs> Pretty awesome in here. Yeah. We're, the, we're christening it. Once, once we get more furniture, it, it'll be even better. Well, there you go. Pretty wild, huh? 
As I said earlier, we're going to be doing this from now on each month as part of the Auto Shopper Experience webcast program. So if you want to refer, if you know people that have shared a recent experience, good or bad, right? It's just good or bad. Um, and you think it'd be a make, make a good guess. Uh, we're doing this once a month and I can pretty much have, you know, one or two, sometimes up to three conversations and then we'll feature them here on the podcast. Now, if you'd like to participate in the live sessions, the benefit there is you, you log on, it's a Zoom webinar. You can actually um, feed me questions that I can ask and that way you can get info directly from these shoppers themselves. So if you want to participate, go to autoconversion.net and look for auto retail under the webcast menu and then sign up with the Auto Shopper Experience Program. It's it's free. There's no obligation to attend or participate, but by registering, A, we'll know that you're interested and it'll it'll automatically include you on each upcoming session and give you the option to participate. Um, that's about it. Hey, as a reminder, if you like what we're doing, do us a favor, head on over to you know iTunes or Google Play and leave us a review. Really appreciate reviews. It helps us get the just build some credibility and, um, and get more exposure. We're really looking to take things to the next level here with the podcast. Um, and you can also go over to Facebook, uh, our Facebook page, and look for Auto Conversion, not to be confused with Auto Converse. Uh, we do have a Facebook Facebook page for both, but you can't leave a review on the Auto Converse Facebook page because it's a publication, whereas Auto Conversion is our actually uh, business page on Facebook. So that would be great as well. Thanks for being a listener. We really appreciate your support. And again, a lot of exciting new developments coming out in 2020. So I'm Ryan Girardi signing off here from the Auto Converse podcast and hope you have a fantastic weekend. Take care. This is Autoburst Media.